Welcome to Talking Heads, everyone. <laughs> Episode 177, your once-weekly live show for the latest in beer and tech news. I'm Jeff. I'm John. Welcome to the show, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us on this Wednesday night or on the replay in podcast form over on Anchor.fm or wherever your favorite podcasts are found. Spotify, iTunes, Google, we are everywhere. Everywhere. If you've never seen the show before, we talk beer, we talk tech, we talk games, pop culture, entertainment, usually some Star Trek. This is a family-friendly show in both language and content, and all Super Chats are read on the air so long as they meet those family-friendly criteria. We do have drinks on the show, and in fact, tonight we are closing out Mixology March. So if you are drinking along with us, please let us know in the early show goings, and we'll give some shout-outs as we go along. And if you want to take part in the super secret chat and the even more super secret after party, think about joining oh. the Patreon or Float Plane. Links are both down in the video description. As a bonus, you'll get exclusive access to my Discord server where you can talk with myself, John, Rhett, Steve, all of the hosts from Talking Heads, and keep the party going with the ever growing community over there. Party. Yeah. It's going to be, it's the end of mix, uh, Mixology March, so the after party is going to be big. That's right. <laughs> it's going to be huge. There we go. Probably won't be. <laughs> Probably like the, the quietest one we ever had. Yeah, I got I got RGB up in the studio now. So Yeah, mm, it's part of it. Mm, 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 mm. I just needed some glow sticks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I think of parties and glow sticks, I always think of uh Roger from American Dad when he uh is inventing ecstasy. Do you remember that one? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cryptic. <laughs> Such a great scene. All right. How's it going tonight, John? Uh, you're not, not going to lie. I, I'm looking forward to a cocktail. Yeah, I, so. I see. You look a little weathered today. I, I have I have been weathered for a couple of days. Uh, the last weekend, this past weekend, helped my brother out, cut his trees from all the ice storm, came mm -hmm. back to my place, still had to continue cleaning up those trees, and then... Yep had some banking issues that I'm dealing with and that was oh. just extremely stressful. Oh. And one of those of like, you told us this is all a hundred percent done. It's in the bag and we just needed this. And literally the last step before, uh, 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 you guys need to do this and you have less than two weeks to get it done. And if you don't do it, everything we work toward down the drain. Yeah. All of a sudden you start over, right? All of a sudden you start over and oh. it's like, what, 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 what? No, no, no. And oh. so just, yeah. super stressful and then just the, the people at work are not very smart sometimes <laughs> so yeah here either <laughs> <laughs> at least it's my own stupidity that i have to deal yeah. with now instead of others <laughs> <laughs> you're just yelling at yourself yeah doing a swivel chair how dare you i'm sorry <laughs> yeah have you ever watched uh the youtube channel camera conspiracies where he does the back and forth with himself or... oh yeah yeah That's great yeah. yeah, those are those are funny. I watched yeah. one today. No, uh, he did one a couple of months ago where he uh, he roasted the ten stupidest commenters who were like, "Which camera should I get?" or "Recommend me the best camera with no criteria." <laughs> and uh, and so he went through and uh, he goes, "We're gonna roast some people today." <laughs> <laughs> there's 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 plenty of comments I've seen on some of your videos that are like, "Oh yeah, no, don't don't ask that. That's no, yeah. come back." Yeah, I, I I love the the open ended questions I get with absolutely no information with which I could answer that question with, and that that's exactly who he was roasting uh, in yeah. the video that I watched today. But yeah, it was uh, I I get questions all the time. Uh, 
you know, what's the best gaming PC I can build right now? Uh, <laughs> it's a pair of RTX 3090s and a, an AMD 5950X and a, a couple of Gen 4 NVMe drives, preferably four terabytes. So you have all the space for Call of Duty. Uh, you know, it's like, <laughs> You gave me no criteria. What's your budget? What do you play? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those, are important, <laughs> those are important. Those are important qualifiers. Yeah. What's the best monitor for what I do? Well, what do you do? Right. What do you do? <laughs> I don't know you. I don't know you. Come on. <laughs> Who are you and why should I care? <laughs> yeah. What's the best laptop I should use? It's like, well, are you gaming? Are you traveling? What right. are you doing? Are you just internet browsing? What? Right. You need it to be a tablet? What, what, what are you talking about here? Right. And and, and even family. I mean, we, we all get family tech questions. I, I got one recently. What's the best printer I can get right now? I can't remember the last time I looked at a printer. Oh, yeah. Yes, I can. It was June 30th of 2020. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, I got this. I think I think I posted it on the Discord. It was either Mon, it was either Monday or Tuesday. Mm -hmm. uh, outside office called me. Can you remote into our printer? Our Wi-Fi is down. What? No, I can't. <laughs> I I know some of those words, but you're not using them the right way. <laughs> I do not think that, that yeah. means, I think it means. Uh, it was just bad. Yeah. All right. Well, as I mentioned earlier, this is the final day in Mixology March. Uh, I've got a couple of good ones planned. Uh, but, John, I know you're chomping at the bit to, to get yours going. So To get going, going. And I, I have I have been trying to make mine somewhat like a beer-themed yeah. in at least one of my cocktails. So today... I do have uh, a beer-themed cocktail for my second one. So Oh, okay. So my first one, there's no beer in it, but there's still a theme of gin, and it is Rainier's. Oh. Gin. So something... Make, making Rhett jealous over here. That's right. I know. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm, yes. So I'm going to make a uh, lime gimlet. Nice. nice. Uh, one of my personal favorites. Uh, yeah, yeah. You, me, and Steve are all about the gimlets. Yes, I love I love a good gimlet. It's pronounced so, gimlet. I Jim, I <laughs> stupid. Shut up. No, but I, I do mine just a little bit heavy. So I go, to. I go three ounces. Yep. Uh, on the gin, I know a lot of people usually do like two and a half. Yeah, usually cocktail measures is is you aim between two and three ounces of liquor. Um, yeah. And th there are some exceptions to that, but that's the general rule for a martini like drink, and yes. and a gimlet falls gimlet falls into that. Um, oops. But, uh, yeah, I, I usually do a little bit of a heavier pour. What do you do? And one again, ounce, one ounce of lime. Well, uh, I actually did three quarters. Okay. Uh, and then a uh, half ounce of simple syrup. Okay. That's a pretty good mix. And honestly, there's so many dozens of ways that you can make this drink. It, it's, it's more, it's more to taste than anything else. Yes. Yes. So, uh, no, something simple, but, uh, I like gin. Is this out of the mic? <laughs> That's funny. Your noise cancellation keeps coming in and out for me. <laughs> <laughs> and so sometimes I hear it and other times it's just like you sitting there going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe I shouldn't have done this on the bottom. <laughs> Start shaking something. Mm, probably not the greatest. Yep. All right. There we go. And we have a gimlet. Cheers. Excellent. All right. For my first drink, um, I am making 
I, I made pretty much all of my favorite drinks during Mixology March, either on the live show or or independently on on uh, on a feature show or feature video. Uh, I, I never repeated. I didn't repeat a single one. Nope. Uh, I'm going to repeat my favorite one, but I'm going to crank it up even more of a notch than I did. And that is the Sazerac. Um, so Sazerac is a fantastic drink. Um, and But it's never been a drink that I've made myself because I've never gone out and bought absinthe because it's pretty much either this or an absinthe cocktail is the only reason I would ever need it. And a bottle of absinthe is 50 bucks. Now I know it'll last forever because you only use it like for for a Sazerac. Yeah. <laughs> for, for a Sazerac, it's literally like a quarter of an ounce. Like that was way too heavy of a pour because all you do is you rinse the glass with it and then you dump it out when you're done. All you want to do is coat the inside of your glass as I spill some on my keyboard. Um, <laughs> do not repeat last week. No, no, I'm I'm trying desperately not to repeat last week. In fact, I got my very bottom heavy mixing glass here for tonight. <laughs> Um, so last time I spiced up the Sazerac a little bit by using an overproof rye. I used 111 proof rye. Um, we're going all out this time, but I'll save that one for just a minute. Uh, so first off, we're going to do an ounce and a quarter of brandy or cognac. In this case, I've got a brandy. Uh, so this is a Corbel and it's, uh, it's a really, really solid $20 bottle of brandy. Um, yeah. uh, fantastic for mixers. Even if you're just sitting there and you want to have a cigar, this is a great brandy to drink by the fireplace. Uh, so we've got that. We are going to add three dashes. Uh, last time I used Angostura bitters. This time I am using Australian Bitters Company aromatic bitters. Uh, I found this in the store recently. And... Uh, they're a little bit more cinnamon uh, forward than Angostura is, but but very, very similar profiles. Um, so a little more cinnamon, a little less nutmeg, I guess you would say. Um, a little more bite. A little more bite, end. right. Yeah. And actually, this is a, kind of a slow bottle, so I'm going to give it a couple of extra shakes. And then we're going to do two dashes of Peychaud's bitters, and this is the traditional bitters that are in the, uh, the Sazerac. There we go. And finally, I said I was cranking this up a notch a little bit. Uh, we're not using 111 proof rye. Instead, I am using 132.8 proof barrel strength Elijah Craig. <laughs> so we're going to do an ounce and a quarter of that. You're like, I got it. Might as well use it. <laughs> yeah, I, I might as well uh, turn it into something. There we go. Right there. And we're going to stir this drink. Don't spill. That beautiful red color. Somehow the base breaks. Right. Oh, I wasn't supposed to heat the mixer before I poured in the ice? <laughs> I'm pretty sure the glass is supposed to be hot and you're supposed to make it super chilled very fast. Right. And finally, we are going to strain this into a rocks glass, and, or I'm going to strain it into a rocks glass tonight. Normally, it's supposed to go into a martini glass or a coupe, but I didn't have one handy, so we're just using I a rocks get, glass. I should at least get one of those. One of these? No, a coupe. Oh, a coupe, yeah. Um, I have some, some that are... 
they're kind of coupe-ish and they're also kind of rocks glass-ish where they're actually a very short stemmed glass, but they're a really mm. thick stem on the bottom, uh, but there's no bell shape to it. Um, uh-huh. And so they're a, they're a real interesting uh, shaped glass. Uh, I usually try to make uh, my sours in there. So the whiskey sours and yeah. Amaretto sours, that's a fantastic glass for those. And we got one nice big swath Ooh. of lemon there. I'm gonna spritz that, rinse it around. Okay, uh, give me ten seconds. Okay. All right. And there we have the Sazerac. Nice. So. Oh, that smells good. Uh, this is a much better lemon than I used last time too. So the lemon is is cutting through a lot more. Well, that should that would probably help with the uh, overproofed whiskey. Oh, and that is every bit of overproof. <laughs> <laughs> I actually might have gone a little bit too far. <laughs> I, I think the one eleven is where I should have stopped. <laughs> It burns just a little bit. Yeah. Um, I knew it was going to overpower the absinthe, so I didn't bother pouring out the little heavy pour of absinthe. Mm-hmm. I don't taste any absinthe. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's just barrel-proof and lemon. <laughs> uh, oh, well. It was, uh, yeah. it was a good try. Anyway, I will be back in about 10 seconds if you want to... I will, is, I will there take a, over there. is there a story you're comfortable introing? Because we can always... Mix it up uh, there a little was bit. A, there was a couple of chats I can go respond to. Okay, uh, why don't talking. you give the uh, the beer shout-outs, because we didn't do yeah, that. I'll do that, too. Sweet. All right. So, uh, Novella Hub wanted to know how the Rainier Gin was, and I don't know if he was asking about my uh, Gimlet or not, but it's fantastic. It's not a, it's not the world's greatest gin. It's about, I paid, uh, I think it was like $20, $21. Um it's it's not as sweet as say aviation gin it has a bit more aromatics but you definitely taste it's not as smooth um it's it's a beginner's gin i mean it, it tastes like a first run gin i i honestly just bought it for rainier it's a perfectly fine mixing gin not a good straight drinking gin um it's just an all-around gin and we got some drink shout outs Let's see. I saw someone. There we go. Lethal has a dragon's milk. Always a fantastic favorite on this show. Uh, where are we at? I, I have been missing some of my really big stouts. Because now I've, I've said this many times. I am a cocktail guy through and through. It's just yeah. beer is so much more convenient to show on a daily basis. Oh, that yeah. That's what I decided to base the show around. And honestly, I'm really glad in that decision uh, because... This month has been a nightmare to get your desk set up. Plus, I'm teaching people how to make cocktails at the end of videos, so I have to film the whole ordeal. So it's added like an hour and a half to uh, everything. Uh, prob- probably the the shooting and editing combined is probably between an hour and a half and two hours of extra work. Oh, yeah. uh, plus, there's making sure you have all the right bottles for the live shows and everything down and ready to go. And oh, versus a beer, you can just go. <laughs> this takes actual effort (laughs) i know i know and then there was uh you know when you film like you're saying filming it you're like all right this is a bit different because now i'm prepping it do i do different angles for every prep shot right do i just you know straight it do a straight camera 
how cool do I want it to be? I have all this equipment to make it cool, right. but it's just taking a really long time. Mm -hmm. um, I will say, uh, this is actually the third Sazerac I've made this month. Uh, two of them were for filming that episode. Now, uh, the episode that I filmed, I ended up shooting about a half of it one day. Um, I then came down with a pretty gnarly migraine and I couldn't finish. I, could, uh, I, I was staring at my screen uh, at the teleprompter for... Uh, probably like 40 minutes and I got through two lines of, oh. of, of text uh, and I didn't realize what was happening. It was just, I was stuck on those two lines and I would either, either flub them or go, no, that's not right. And I'd, I'd try to say it again. And finally I'm like, I've been in, I've been at this a while. How long is, and I looked down and I've been recording for an hour and 10 minutes and, <laughs> uh, and I'm less than a third of the way through the video. And, and I, I'm like, I have to stop. And so I actually had to come back the next day and reshoot that whole thing. Uh, the other thing that I'm, I, I'm actually glad that I reshot that one because that was the one that I was making the Sazerac in. And I had set up a second camera uh, to try to film the the intermediary stuff. So like, yeah. hey, I'm using this this Ryan. Okay, we'll do like a slow motion pour from the yeah. from my from a uh, different angle. Yeah, yeah. from my ZV one. Um, well, I had set up where I wanted the camera to sit or where I wanted the glass to sit for filming. And then as soon as I started filming. I moved the mixer away so it was more comfortable for me. And then I realized I had done like 20 minutes of filming of making a cocktail and all I had done was shoot the desk in slow-mo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so again, no. another side effect of having a migraine. It's just like, I was just completely absent-minded. Like everything, yeah, everything is just like, oh, yeah. what? What did I just do there? Yep. Yeah. And that, yeah, that's the worst part too of, of the cocktail stuff. Sometimes you're like, you could be, I ran out or, mm -hmm. you know, getting all the ingredients where, like you said, beers, mm -hmm. ah, ah, uh, come the next day. Well, had a problem. Beer number two, mm -hmm. you know, so. Yep. Uh, let's see. Novella hub is having clown shoes, galactic West coast, galactica West coast, double APA. Very nice. I have had that. It was a good one. Yes. Uh, Emil Davis is having an arrogant bastard strong ale. I love a good classic arrogant bastard. I do. Uh, what's really funny is uh, Emil's original comment of the arrogant bastard was caught by the filter because it says arrogant bastard. So I had to allow it <laughs> to go through. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so funny because it's kind of like Stone's attitude too. Oh, it totally like, is. Screw, screw everyone. Screw the, the whole system. Yep. And uh, uh, John Jay's like John Jay's go got a heady topper. Oh, very nice. Yep. Um, and oh, I also need to give a huge shout out to John Jay. I don't have it downstairs. It's actually up in my coat closet right now, but John Jay was kind enough to send over a, an Intel jacket. Um, and my gosh, that is a nice jacket. Uh, not only is it a nice jacket, but I have a hard time finding jackets that fit me because I'm six foot five and all arms. This one, I... I have full range of motion and the sleeves never get above my wrists. Like they, oh, they yeah. just sit there the like whole time. The right ratio to on your waist too. It's the right, it's the right width uh, across the chest and across the shoulders and the arms are perfect. It's like, it's like, it is the perfect fit of a jacket. Like I, it could have been tailored. It, it is that good of a fit. It's so weird how like electronic companies like let's cater all of our clothes to nerds. Right. <laughs> Yeah, but, uh, but you, seriously, John, thank you very much for the jacket. Uh, that is going to come in very, very handy. Now, we're already starting to warm up here, so I don't know if I'll get a lot of use out of it because 
Uh, it is very lightweight, but oh my gosh, I wore it for like five minutes and I was sweating to death. So it's definitely going to keep me warm. Uh, you got a super <laughs> chat from Andrew. I did. I saw, yeah. Uh, I, I got one earlier from Michael. Hi, Jeff. How's the cleanup going? Uh, cleanup is going very well. Uh, we finally got my daughter's room put back together. Um, got her new bed and she's got a new dresser and new nightstand and uh, new bookshelf. Uh, we bought her a really cool bookshelf that has a reading bench built into it. And so, and it fits perfectly in her room. Like uh, her bed and her her new reading bench, there was three quarters of an inch to spare. So it's like it was made for that space. Uh, so it, it turned out really, really well. Um, but uh, we're we're slowly getting books replaced and and whatnot. We finally got done with all the insurance stuff this last week, and so we finally got got paid out for that. And now we're working on the the reimbursement for uh, depreciation and lost value and things like that. But it's it's going well. Uh, I I uh, right after it happened, I think the week after it happened, I went and and bought new rugs from for this office because I have to have sound treatment in this office because it's it's tile floor and a nine foot ceiling, <laughs> and so echo is bad in here. Uh, so got some new area rugs replaced in here. Um, and yeah, we're we're getting back up there. So it, it's starting to feel like it didn't happen. In, I mean, there there's still telltale signs that it happened, but. Uh, yeah, most of the hard work is done. So, thank you. Uh, Andrew <coughs> gave five bucks. He wanted to know if we are touching on NVIDIA's recent announcement. Yes, uh, we are hitting that. In fact, it's in the title. Uh, NVIDIA OK's Virtual Machine GPU Pass-Through. Uh, and then uh, uh, Akastril, uh sends over $5. How has the GP106 video been coming? Um, I will say I did give the GP106 some attention in the last couple of weeks. Um, I was not able to, even with a version of NV Flash that I don't have access to, <coughs> um, <laughs> I was not able to get the GP106 to recognize as a GTX 10, 1063 gig, excuse me. Um, and so NVEN will disabled. Um, I'm assuming that much like the, the Tesla K10 to the grid K2, uh, it's going to require a resistor swap or, or some physical modification of the hardware in order for that to happen. The thing is, I've never been good at probing or microelectronic disassembly. Like, I can do the solder work. That's not a problem. It's the figuring out what the heck I need to solder. Uh, that becomes a little bit more problematic with me. Uh, I'm I'm not good at that. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, at this point, I think we're going to be down to it requires a physical mod, and I don't know if it's actually going to turn into anything. So... On the plus side, I do have uh, two GP106s that I could probably sell on eBay for like 200 bucks right now. So <laughs> I only paid 80 for the pair. So All right. Uh, there's a lot of beer chat. Um, I don't know if you want to get all of it or it is 830-ish. Yeah, uh, I did see Skull was drinking a Belvedere. I don't know if you saw that one. He oh, okay. posted that right at the beginning. So Okay. Uh, let's see. Oh yeah, there it is. Yep, yep. So, 
We recognize you, Skull. I see you're putting in the effort, so I appreciate it. And I appreciate the mod team over there. So we've got uh, Reverend, we've got Skull, we've got ID Prom uh, over in the, the Discord. We've also got Funk, who's also the, the podcast monkey. We've got Claw. Um, you guys are all freaking awesome. So I don't get to say that as often as I should, and I want to recognize you guys. So thank you for the, the work you guys put in. It is much appreciated. All right, let's get into the news. Uh, uh, wait, Jeff, do a mining video with GP106s. You don't have to feel bad for using them. The thing is, I still do. Um, because I, I know there's people who are into mining. I'm not personally that into mining. I do feel cryptocurrency is a valid form of currency. I do feel that in the respect of fair trade, you should treat anything that has value with value and... Thus, I feel that cryptocurrency probably has some value. Um, I feel up and down about whether or not I should be mining and what the environmental impacts of it are, because that's a hell of a lot of power for something that fluctuates this wildly. Um, so, and, you know, we're, we're looking at like 20% of the global energy grid is going towards mining right now because we have... <laughs> you know, I, I don't know that that's the actual number, but it's a substantial amount. And yeah. it used to be you could find pot farms by seeing uh, which roofs had the snow melt off the fastest. Um, yeah. Now you can see mine. <laughs> now you yeah. can find mining farms. You can, uh, you can definitely tell which dorms are, are mine. They have miners in it. Like, they're the ones that are not cold during the wintertime. Right, exactly. And so I feel conflicted for a number of reasons. Uh, and not least of which is... I'm a gamer and an enthusiast hardware, you know, guy. And it makes me sad that no one can buy hardware. And as I said in my, my 6700 XT video, it makes me sad that I'm no longer enthusiastic for things I used to be because of this whole thing. It's not just mining to blame, but a good chunk of it is mining. So, yeah. Um, it all adds up. So... While I have no problem with people who are mining, I feel morally conflicted doing it. So that's why I don't. All right. Uh, let's jump into the news. And Lewis Rossman is back in the news. Uh, if you're not familiar with Lewis Rossman, he runs a uh, essentially an Apple repair shop, but uh, he does a lot more than just MacBooks. Uh, oh, yeah. But he is most known for doing the Mac because of his uh, YouTube channel. Uh, where he will film and document the uh, repair of MacBooks at the component level. Uh, so replacing resistors, capacitors, individual ICs, you know, all kinds of stuff. And if you want a good introduction to micro soldering and, and things like that, his channel's wonderful for starting to learn the ropes of that and what equipment yeah. you need and what you should be looking for and things like that. Um, very, very interesting stuff. And, uh, his is one of the channels that occasionally I'll just have on here in the office because he'll be talking for 40 minutes about whatever. And it's just something I can have on and, and listen to and enjoy. Uh, but Lewis Rossman is a, obviously a massive proponent of right to repair for consumer electronics. Um, for those who don't repair is right to repair is, uh, what we have in the auto industry for the most part, uh, although Tesla and a couple other companies have been kind of throwing some wrenches into that as of late. Uh, the right to, the, to repair is saying you don't have to go back to the original manufacturer or only authorized repair shops to get your goods repaired. Uh, 
you can look at John Deere as one of the main yes. points of contention for a lot of, of farmers and agricultural uh, people who they are. Uh, John Deere says you can only get your equipment repaired through John Deere, uh, both hardware and software. Uh, and when you're a farmer and you have literally 12 hours to harvest something or your crop is ruined for the year and that happens, uh, look no further than Oregon and our massive hop fields. Uh, yep. When it's harvest time, you got two weeks. You got two weeks and those hops come out. If they don't come yeah. out, you're down millions of dollars. And, and their techs are sometimes two to three weeks out. Right. Yeah. And and so it's not like, you know, I break down on a Friday and I can call them and be like, yeah, Tuesday the 13th sounds pretty good. Like, no, that doesn't work for agriculture. Yeah. Um, I mean, most small places like even Oregon, as much farming as we have, probably only has a handful of techs for the whole state. Right. Right. Um, I used to know one of them. So, yeah. uh, and, and he would drive all over the place and he was scheduled out for like a month uh, for various repairs. And, and that's, that's the reality of the industry that they've turned that into. Farmers have taken to hacking in like unofficial Russian firmware to their tractors so they can keep them operational on the software side of things. We're not even talking like I blew a wheel or something like that. Uh, yeah. This is just like, oh, the GPS is out of whack. Uh, I need to recalibrate it. Oh, I need to make an appointment with John Deere. Well, F that. Uh, it's that level of, of kind of nonsense. Um, and that trickles down to your cell phone and, and things that not a lot of people think about. Uh, you know, I, I've, I've gone on my Apple rant before about why I stopped using Apple products for the most part, uh, where I, and I refuse to buy Apple cell phones anymore because of the way I was treated as a customer and because of their policy for, no, you have to buy a battery from us. You have to get it repaired through us. You will pay our price. You will only treat your goods as the, it's like, I no longer own that hardware. Yeah. If I'm and being, if you do anything, you own a grenade. Right. And, and if, <laughs> If if Apple can dictate what I get to do with my own hardware that I purchased, um, and I'm not talking even the software level here. I'm just talking the hardware. I bought the hardware. Yeah. I'm allowed to do with my, my property what I want to do with my property. And imagine a world where, where Apple... Well, you can't you can imagine this because it exists right now where Apple can say four years down the road, we're not going to support this phone anymore. We, we feel it's end of life. And there's people who are like, this is still my daily phone and I need a new battery for it. Sorry, we don't make those anymore. Oh, and yep. we, we will uh, have uh, any goods imported into the country confiscated that fit that battery profile. So you can't even buy a new battery for it because we own the rights to keep that market to ourselves. Yep. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that happens. It happens oh, a it lot. Does. And they hide it by like, we'll give you a hundred dollars cash back for trading in your for own trading phone. in, so you can buy another eleven hundred dollar phone. Yeah, and it's like, no, that, that that's the scam. They say right. they're helping you out. No, it's a scam. Mm -hmm. <laughs> for those who haven't heard the Apple story, the short bit is: I was told because I replaced a battery in my iPhone and it didn't fix the issue, uh, and I went into the Apple Genius Bar was treated like crap for two hours. Uh, and then finally, when someone decided to look at me, okay, I'll expand the story slightly. Made, sure. a, made an appointment at the Genius Bar for 10.30 in the morning. Uh, store was already packed. Went into the store, checked in like I'm supposed to. And they said, someone will be with you in a minute. 
They left me sitting there for 40 minutes past my appointment time. I, I, I came in 15 minutes before my appointment time at 1030. Uh, it was 1110 before someone even talked to me again. I'm sitting out the bar uh, waiting for someone to walk up and go, okay, who's next? Like, no one. <laughs> Finally, I'm like, guys, this is ridiculous. Is anyone going to help me today or not? Like, I had an appointment. I thought, you know... At 40 minutes, I get up and walk out of the doctor's office. Like, like what kind of bar is this? Right. The exactly. service here sucks. Service is terrible. <laughs> I ordered a whiskey an hour ago. Um, right. But uh, so finally, someone walks up and uh, and they ask what the problem is. I said, the the battery is no longer charging. It, it will try to charge overnight. It'll get, only get to like 70%. And it overheats in my pocket like crazy. And it's got a lot of weird symptoms um, and whatnot. And at this point, I already knew it wasn't the battery's fault because I replaced the battery with another battery and I had the same exact symptoms, same exact charging symptoms, same exact max charge rate, same exact decrease rate. Um, and uh, I went, the battery's fine. Uh, and so uh, she, uh, the person goes, okay, well, let me find someone to go help to, to help you. 20 minutes later, a uh, lady walks up and uh, she, uh, she goes, what's the problem with your phone? Sorry, here you go. Uh, she goes, what's the problem with your phone? And I and I told her again, as if she hadn't heard the first time or hadn't the read guy, the ticket or whatever else, that the battery is no longer charging and, and whatnot. And so she goes, okay, can I see your phone? And I, here you go. And she snags it out of my hand. And then she goes to open it or turn it on. And then she, she kind of looks away. So I'll, I'm going to do this. She kind of looks away and she's holding my phone like this. And so she's pointing the phone at me and just doing this. And she's like giving me eyes. And I went, what? And she goes, unlock it, please. And I went, oh, well, it's nice that you can use words in the communication that we're currently having. Like, I, sorry, I didn't understand what the hell this meant. And in retail, you might've said something a thousand times in the last week. It's the first time I'm hearing it as a customer. So it better be a good <laughs> version, of not just like, snapping at me and she wasn't even making eye contact when she was doing that she was like irritated that she had to ask again and so i unlock it she grabs the phone back asks me no more questions plugs in the phone to to something under the bench goes into like this apple diagnostic thing drops it on the table and then walks away and i'm going okay Half an hour goes by, and I'm starting to get really irritated at this point. And by the way, there's a guy on the bench next to me that's also getting really, really irritated at this point because um, he's in the same situation I am. Uh, finally, I, I flagged someone down, and I went, is someone going to help me? Someone came by, plugged my iPhone in, and then I haven't seen him. Oh, yeah, she went home for the day. <laughs> okay, well, I still have a phone here. I don't know if you guys knew that. Like, And I'm starting to get really ticked off because... You know, oh, Apple service is the best and yeah. you have to come here to get serviced. Anyway, long story short, I was told after I disclosed that I had replaced the battery and the issue persisted, um, the tech who was finally helping me dropped the phone on the table, which, by the way, great thing to do if you're concerned about the battery health. Dropped the phone on the table and goes, whoa, 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 I'm sorry. We can't touch that. And I said, excuse me? And he goes, well... Because batteries are made of lithium and lithium is really reactive with air, uh, we are not allowed to replace anything that's not an Apple that's not an Apple battery. And I can't take the lives of my staff and everyone in this <laughs> building into jeopardy by risking it by working on your phone. 
Like, he was telling me my phone, if handled improperly, was going to level a, a city block. <laughs> I walked You're out right of there. Now, your phone is now a Note 7. Right. I, I walked out of there, and I bought an Android phone the next day. And, and I went, I am done with Apple as far as cell phones. And uh, in <laughs> fact, it was... It would have been funny if it, if you bought a Note 7. <laughs> <laughs> bought a Note 7. I've been happy ever since. I no longer have the use of my right leg. But, <laughs> um, but the point of that story, and I've told that story a number of times, but I'm sure there's new people on here who haven't heard it yet. I've told that story a number of times. And the reason I tell it is because that's the life Apple makes you live if you buy an Apple cell phone or an Apple product. Because... There's no such thing as third-party repair. You do not have that choice. You do not have that option as a consumer. Apple dictates what you can do with the hardware you bought from them. And extend that further down the road. Think of washing machines, dishwashers, refrigerators. We're already starting to think of those as disposable. And that's a problem because... Uh, so I bought a brand new dishwasher last year when we moved into this house. One year in, the drain pump seized on us, and and it was no longer draining. So it would wash the dishes, and then it I'd have three It'd inches of water, water and yeah. the water would stand in there. Um, and I went, well, that's a problem. And so we called uh, called the warranty department, and uh, the warranty department said, uh, oh yeah, we'll send a tech out uh, and and take a look at it. So we had to schedule for like two or three weeks out for a tech to just come look at the thing, not even repair it, just come look yeah. at it. He looks at it for like six seconds. So he turns it on and uh, and whatnot. And he listens to it and he goes, yeah, your drain pump's bad. I said, okay, well, how long do you think? And uh, I said, do you have like a part in your truck? Like, and he goes, no, I don't have it here. Let me, let me call. And so uh, he goes, you'll be hearing from us. I said, okay. Well, they called us back a couple of days later and said, yeah, the, the pump is back ordered and we're not expecting any in for like six months. Yeah. It's like, okay. okay. This is a brand new dishwasher, which I have a warranty on. And you're telling me you can't get a part in for six months. In addition to the two weeks I already waited for you to tell me that the pump was bad. Um, <laughs> which, which I kind of figured. Which I we already kind of knew going into this because that was my original ticket was the dishwasher is not draining. Um, and, uh, and this is warranty service. Obviously, it's a little bit different, but... I was I had to go through warranty service if I wanted to keep that warranty. And yeah. um when I heard 6 months, I went, well I'm not hand washing dishes for 6 months. Uh so I got onto eBay and I found a pump for $28. Yeah, they're back order. <laughs> right. OEM pump, not not third party, not anything. OEM. I found an OEM pump for $28. But no, by all means, go buy a new dishwasher because we can't service it. Yep. So guess what? I have a working dishwasher because I spent $28 and I was able to service it myself. Yep. Now, imagine if an iPhone motherboard, which I needed replaced on my iPhone 6S Plus, which is the phone that was giving me problems, uh, Apple wanted $130 at one point to replace that battery. The battery from Amazon cost me $28 and, and half hour of my time to replace it. Guess what? A service center would probably charge me 50, 60 bucks because yep. they could probably do it in 10 minutes instead of 30 minutes. They probably had, you know, better heating pads, better, 
you know, they can get the screen off easier and, and things like that. Yeah. It'd be 60 bucks instead of 130. Uh, if I needed a logic board, guess what? You can't buy an Apple logic board. Oh, and even if you can, uh, you can't use it because the fingerprint ID will no longer work. And, and in fact, now if you replace the camera, your phone will not work on the newest no. iPhones because of the, the T2 chip that's in them. Uh, so if you replace any bit of hardware that's outside of Apple's ecosystem, you have a brick. Yeah, I mean, and Apple's probably, I mean, you'd think in the near future too, it's probably going to expand into alternate products. I mean, they're already doing their own uh, CPUs, which they're turning out to be really nice CPUs. So other people might actually contract them out. They're like, hey, can we use yours? Mm -hmm. There might be a conflict there in right to repair right there of, oh, it's an Apple CPU. We, we can't touch it. Uh, or they might ma start making their own brands of other materials, like you were saying of just dishwashers and, and other things. They're a big company. They're a big tech company. They can right. make, theoretically, their own monitors, their own TVs, their own other electronic items mm -hmm. that eventually they used to market out to. I mean, they used to have their own MP3 players and, and you know the iPod and everything. But they can still market out to that. And eventually, if it doesn't get fixed, mm -hmm. this right to repair issue, it can just get bigger and bigger and bigger and harder and harder and harder to deal with. And it, it's a it's a real nuisance. No, I 100% I agree with this. It's, it's literally just like a car. Yeah. I have the right to modify my car. I have the right to, to, go, to go to a local auto store and buy a battery and put a battery yeah. in my car. I can replace the exhaust in my car. I can, I can put on a different manufacturer's tires. I can do this. I can do that. I am not locked in. And you know why we're not locked in? It's because there are consumer protection laws in place that prevent automotives, aut automotive manufacturers from locking you in to service within a dealership network. Yeah. There are laws against it. And you know what? Because of that, you have the right to get your, your car repaired anywhere else with, yeah. with genuine OEM parts. Uh, because the manufacturers have to make them available for a certain number of years after a car is manufactured. Yeah. Uh, and if you think, well, consumer electronics is a different game. No, no, it's not. No, F not, not really. And, and, and look at the market as it exists today versus the way the market, and, and just think of like laptops. That, that's a great example is think about Apple and what they've done to laptops and tablets and phones. Um, and especially now that Apple is building everything in house. Yeah. Uh, with the exception of the LCDs, and even the LCDs are specifically manufactured and, and welded shut, uh, fused panels. Uh, do you know why they did fused panels? It's not because they wanted it thin. It's because they wanted it to be proprietary so you couldn't go out and buy a replacement panel like you used to be able to do for $150. Now you have to pay Apple $500 to replace it, even though it's still a $150 panel. Yeah. Uh, and so Apple goes, we're either going to make money in the repair game or they're just going to buy another laptop because they like the ecosystem so much. And as Apple goes... So has most other manufacturers. Look at the Microsoft Surface. Look at the steps that they have gone through to make sure that device is not openable by consumers. I've said numerous times that the Microsoft Surface is the least repairable device that has ever been made. Oh, uh, how, how fragile is that glass? That glass is paper thin. That glass is, <laughs> that glass is, is, is thinner than I think three sheets of standard A4 paper. I know. It, it, um, it I, I have yet, I have yet uh, in probably close to 20 attempts because every time we'd, we'd have a dead surface, number one, you can't repair it anyway. So I might as well try to try. practice getting yeah. the screen off. Every single one that came in, I am 0 for 20. 
on getting the screen off successfully without shattering it into a million fragments. So, yeah. But so what Lewis Rodman is trying to do is kind of something interesting here. He's trying to basically get, was it, was it uh, Michigan or Georgia? Uh, uh, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. I know it was an M. So he's basically trying to get it passed just in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. And what he's kind of trying to bypass lobbyists and, and creating this own crowdfund, um, um, gosh, what's the word I'm thinking Non-pro- of? Nonprofit. Nonprofit, thank yeah. you. A nonprofit. So um, that this way, basically, it's kind of one of those, if it's, if it's in Massachusetts and it gets passed in Massachusetts, Apple's most likely going to be, it's going to be forcing their hand to do it everywhere else because it's going to have to trickle down because what is Apple going to do? Not sell? Mm-hmm. to just massachusetts and then force everyone there to be like no no you have to go out of state to buy right. apple products right they're not going to do that yeah no exactly uh so the reason what he's doing is he's formed uh two different nonprofit organizations one of them is a 50503 or 501c3 yeah, um, which uh that one is a nonprofit organization that is going to help people start up repair shops give training give education uh, and and give information and be be a resource for people who are looking to start up their own repair businesses in whatever field. Um, and the limitations of a five hundred one three or five hundred three five hundred one C three five hundred one C three. The limitations of a five hundred one C three are that you can only spend so much of your time lobbying. Uh, so if you want to have a nonprofit, that's totally fine, but you, you can't get that involved in politics. Uh, you can, however, if you have a 501c4, which he has also formed a 501c4, which can spend a hundred percent of the time lobbying. And he is aiming to pass what is called a direct ballot initiative, uh, in the state of Massachusetts. Uh, basically he is bypassing the state legislatures. Uh, and and representatives, and he is putting a bill directly in front of the voters, where the voters get to decide: Do we want this this turned into law, or do we not? Now, the reason he's aiming at Massachusetts is because Massachusetts, this last year, passed a right to repair bill for the automotive uh, market. Actually, in it was in 2012 they passed it for the for automotive, and in 2020 they revised and closed a loophole on it, and 75 percent of Massachusetts voted in favor of right to repair for automotive because they they went through and they explained in very fine detail what the ramifications of letting dealerships like Tesla lock in repairs to only a Tesla dealership. Uh, things like this work, like, like dealer tie-ins and, and Apple repairs and whatnot, they work if you live in a major city, in a major metro area, sometimes. Because okay. even in a major metro area like Portland, we still only have two Apple stores. So you either go to Washington Square or you go to... Uh, I think it's Eugene. No, no, not even... Eugene doesn't have one. Salem doesn't have one. And those are the second and third largest cities in Oregon. They, yeah. uh, it's Eugene and it's West Lynn. It's over at uh, Bridgeport, Bridgeport Village. Oh, okay. So Washington Square or Bridgeport Village are the only two Apple stores that exist inside the state of Oregon. Well... I don't know if you knew this, but those stores are only 30 minutes apart, and Oregon's a little bit bigger than 30 minutes end-to-end. In fact, it takes 45 minutes for me to drive to the first one. Uh, So, I'm an hour from Eugene. Guess what? Eugene's an hour and 40 minutes from the closest Apple store. There are 200... 
20,000 people who live in Eugene, plus another 80,000 over in Springfield, plus surrounding areas and whatnot. That's a large metro area. That's 300,000 yeah. people. Yeah, you have the, the the second and third, and heck, even the fourth largest, I think, is, mm -hmm. you know, cities. And they're all 50-plus minutes away. Yeah. And the closest one is 50. And then after that, think about doubling that, right. you know, an hour and a half, if yep. not more. Um, Skull says it's just down the road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good callback good callback um, um so yeah it, it, yeah but that that is the problem too of yeah you go to some place like say la probably there's there's one you know every couple miles but yeah here in oregon it, it and even in two. washington too right yeah yeah washington has one in seattle cool i think there's one in tacoma there cool. might what, be one in tacoma you know everyone everyone in vancouver then has to travel down to Portland, right. which is another 45 minutes. Right. Uh, so you see how this gets out of hand very easily. There's also only one Tesla dealership here in Oregon. Yeah. There's one. Guess what? If you need to repair your Tesla and you live in Southern Oregon, say you live in Roseburg, you get to drive four hours to drop your car off. <laughs> no, no. You that sounds fair, right? And charge your car first. Right. Yeah, you <laughs> can't even make it to the dealership <laughs> without stopping at a quick charge. And yeah. guess what? If the problem is a charging issue... <laughs> yes, I know. You're screwed. <laughs> it's probably still cheaper in all areas to just have it towed. Right. Yeah. So... Oh, there. that's right. There's also one at Pioneer Place. There's three. Okay. I, I forgot about no. that one. No one goes to Pioneer Place. Yeah. Might as well be in Streets of Tannisborn. Gosh. Still, but no. So if this does pass. All right. Am I back? I think I'm back. Might be back. Maybe. Maybe. Hey, I'm back. I'm back, baby. All right. Well, that was uh, interesting, to say the least. Um, I'm not exactly sure what happened there, but uh, I'm still on the line with John. John stepped away to go tuck his kid in. Uh, so the Zoom call never dropped, but all of a sudden I was sending 0k to YouTube. Uh, my file server was no longer reachable, and OBS crashed, like, all at the same time. Um, uh I, I don't know who I upset, but I, I upset someone somewhere. So I don't know if the cops are going to come get me or, or what's next, but we'll find out, I guess. I know, terrible joke now that I have RGB. Anyway, um, so uh, Lewis Rossman is attempting to pass a uh, direct ballot initiative in the state of Massachusetts. So... We can enable right to repair in that state. And by extension, once it happens in one state, it's not like Apple's going to just stop doing business in the state of Massachusetts. Uh, it will force other states to either fall in line or manufacturers to fall in line or stop doing business in the state of Massachusetts, which really isn't an option for anyone. It's kind of like when California passes emissions laws, regardless of whether or not other states have that same law, Oh, uh, car OEMs will start following California emissions laws because, well, they have to sell cars in California and it's a lot more money to make two models of a car than just one. Uh, unless you're, you know, Ferrari and you have a, uh, you know, a California edition. But those are kind of few, few and far between. 
Uh, holy crap, the Sazerac is still around. Um, yeah, it's because it's 135 proof. The Sazerac definitely peaked with the 111 Rye. Um, as much as the uh, the Elijah Craig Barrel Proof is a really good bottle, um, it's not it's not meshing with this. Uh, the bourbon doesn't mesh as well as the rye did. Uh, there's too much proof uh, in this one, so it has completely drowned out everything to do with the absinthe. Uh, the lemon is even now gone. The, as uh, much of a Elijah Craig Barrel Proof. We are still not up. Uh, we are up. All of a sudden, I was getting feedback from you. Oh. So, yeah. Uh, who knows? Uh, Jeff uh. might spontaneously combust being such high proof. Uh, I might be able to light this on fire. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's a good... Uh, when you consider the bitters in there are the only other thing in there besides a little bit of diluted water, uh, the bitters were 45 proof also. So... Rye is definitely a better pair uh, with something herbaceous. Yeah, I was hoping that the proof would mix well, and it just didn't. Um, so, yeah, if I if I make this again, I'm definitely going back to the Delta Rye 111. All right. Anyway, if you want to get involved with Lewis Rossman's uh, Direct Ballot Initiative, whether you live in the state of Minnesota, uh, Minnesota uh, Massachusetts or not, uh, go check out the link in the description. I posted the Reddit post because there's a good commentary in there, but click on his video. I... Uh, Go go give him either some love. He's also got a GoFundMe with a goal of $6 million. Now, whoa, why $6 million? Um, number one, he's not going to pay himself or anyone else a salary out of this uh, outside of hiring the, the law firm that got the original automotive bill passed in the state of Massachusetts. Um, he's not going to like be a, a 501c3 and go, oh yeah, the executive costs for this for the CEO and president are going to be like $900,000. No, yeah. it's not going to be like that. Uh, he's actually taking time out of his business and leaving his business, his Mac repair business, with the competent employees that he has there uh, and is not taking a salary from anything else. He's going to take two years off and devote all of his time solely to getting this bill passed. Uh, so a very courageous move, a very righteous move, in my opinion. Uh, if you want to get involved, easiest way is probably go jump on that GoFundMe um, or spread the word uh get get attention to this get uh get people on board for what this actually means for consumer electronics and general repair uh because this is not just oh apple made you go to the apple store to buy a battery this is oh tesla made you go to the tesla store to you know fix the firmware on your dashboard and now your tesla doesn't work this has much larger implications than just my iPhone battery might level a city block. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And honestly, if you're thinking that, uh, you need, to, need right. to, you need to think a little bit bigger. Yeah. Right. Think, think outside of just your personal self. Right. Think of the right as a consumer in general. Do you own your hardware yeah. or not? That's what this yes. comes down to. Uh, and if you like owning your hardware, if you like getting to do what you think you want to do with your hardware, uh, or anything you buy for that matter. Uh, can you imagine BMW voiding your warranty because you got a different set of tires? Can you imagine Ford saying, oh, sorry, you put a rear spoiler on this. We're not going to fix your transmission. Yeah, I mean, just imagine replacing your Ram. You're right. like, nope, sorry. Right. It doesn't, doesn't work for us. 
and and again, as Apple goes, so goes the rest of the industry. Guess why all laptops have soldered, soldered memory on it now? It's because yeah. Apple started a trend, and that trend was we're going to charge a crap load of, of of money for memory that you can only buy from us at the time of purchase. You can't upgrade your laptop and keep it around for two more years. No, you have to spend all your $1,700 with us now, not $1,300 today, and then $200 later down the road to get that 32 gigs. Yep. Nope. Yeah, not an option anymore. So if you like the idea of owning your own hardware outright and being able to actually own your hardware. Right to repair is something right to you repair. should be... All right, I think that's a a long enough. Yes. <laughs> We've gone through that and uh, uh, the error, the glitches, and drinks. Yep. Um, yeah. Are you uh, just curious? How's your Sazerac? Is it all done? I can't see you, so I don't know. Mm. I'm sorry, I didn't turn the camera back on. Failed to start out, but okay. Well, you're gonna lose the the main feed, but I I can at least get you the camera feed. How's that? Can you see me now? No. No? Uh, no. It's it's frozen on my end. I can rejoin, but it's like I know that I'll probably end up killing me. Yeah. Okay. So uh, it's I mean it's fine. Doesn't it's matter. fine. Yeah. I yeah. You don't have to look can... at my ugly mug anyway. That's cool. There we go. Yeah. Um Hey, bonus. But yeah, right. Uh so I uh, but I did see it on the YouTube, so you still got a ways to go. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. I yep. won't make mine. Then. I can uh, wait. You no. You can go ahead and make yours by all means. I can intro the next one while you're while you're making it. All right. Go ahead. What are you and, making? Uh, what are you making first so, off? So uh, I I'm I couldn't think of something to make, but uh, it is a cocktail I personally like making that I have at home. But then I realize when I got home, I thought I had all the ingredients, and I'm missing two of them. So I'm substituting a lot of stuff. But essentially, it was a very tropical rum-themed drink. Mm -hmm. It is one ounce. Uh, it's all white rums. One ounce of white rum. One ounce of um, uh, uh, spiced. Uh, uh, no, I'm um, sorry, not all rums, but white liquors. Uh, one ounce of white rum. One ounce of pineapple, usually pineapple rum, mm -hmm. and one ounce of coconut rum. Okay. And then a half ounce of lemon and lime each. Um, and you just, you just put it all together in a shaker and shake aggressively. Yes. Yeah. Whenever you have so, citrus shake aggressively. Yeah. So you want, and it gives you that nice frothy foamy head on top. And it is just this wonderful little heavy cocktail of tropical goodness. So I'm going to go ahead and make that. And, uh, but I don't have white rum, so I'm going to be using dark rum. That works. Yeah. All right. Uh, so PayPal made some news this week because they announced they will be accepting cryptocurrency for pretty much any transaction on PayPal. On the surface of it, that sounds like pretty darn great news. Uh, but it comes with a little bit of a catch because you have to read the fine print. So number one, as a retailer, you can now accept cryptocurrency as a form of payment, even if you don't want cryptocurrency. You can just accept cryptocurrency and then PayPal will give you cash. Uh, you can also say, well, I'd like cryptocurrency and, and if PayPal wants to give me cryptocurrency, that's totally fine too. Uh, the problem is, I can't hit rant alert. Remind me of that. <laughs> can't hit rant alert. I can't go to rant. Yep, it'll crash again. 
Aha! All right. Fixed. <sighs> uh, just in time. My drink's all done. Actually, the dark rum kind of gives it more of that pineapple juice look. Ooh, you know what would really work? Hey, my a drink's all of, done. A dash of <laughs> cinnamon or nutmeg. Nutmeg would be really good in that. Nutmeg, pineapple, coconut, and dark rum with some lemon lime. No, I, actually... I, I did fix it. So it is fixed now. We will not crash again. Oh, that would work. That would work. Hmm. I'll try that next time. Next month. LTTstore.com. <laughs> uh, all right. Oh, and my drink is done now too, John. So. Oh, there you go. Okay. <laughs> so it looks like... Uh... Well, Jeff, go ahead and introduce your next drink. <laughs> yes, I think I will. All right. Um, so. Oh, yes. Uh, you said you had a surprise, didn't you? Uh, or was that or was that the or was that the whiskey? Uh, that was the whiskey. Um, I'm I'm making a beer inspired. That's right. Twist on a drink. So I'll I'll, I'll get to that in one second. Um, I was talking about the PayPal situation. Oh. And the catch is, if you want to accept cryptocurrency from PayPal, you can accept cryptocurrency and they'll give you cryptocurrency. But it's not the cryptocurrency that goes in. It's the cryptocurrency that PayPal wants to give out. Uh, so you can take cash or you can accept crypto. But if you accept crypto, you're going to accept only fiat. Ever heard of fiat? The car? Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard of fiat. Uh <laughs> So PayPal will accept Bitcoin, Litecoin, Ethereum, and BCH, but they will only pay out in fiat. So they get rich if the market goes up. So they and... get the good coin and you get yeah. whatever the fiat is. <laughs> is there is their strategy here? And I'm so, wondering if if they sit there and push this fiat that it's gonna spike up because everyone now has it. Uh there's an alternative <laughs> in that <laughs> uh, PayPal seems to be betting with the market and trying to cut you out of it by saying, oh yeah, we'll accept crypto. Give us all your crypto. Oh, and here, you guys can have some crypto too. That's okay. Uh, but we're not going to give you the good crypto. They're, they're, they're uh, cutting their drug with flour. Right. Essentially. No, exactly. They're, you, you order a key, you're expecting a key, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This isn't pure Colombian. Right. Uh, They're drywall in here, <laughs> right? It, so yeah, um, yeah. It's it's kind of a, a mixed bag. This announcement. PayPal will yep. will now accept crypto. Don't expect any back from them though. Yeah, that that's interesting. That's pretty messed up, actually. All right, uh, I'll be back in ten seconds. I'm gonna just get some ice in my cup. All right, uh, let's go see. Let's see if there's any cool, interesting chats going on really quickly while you do that. Uh, LTPE. Hey, so uh, it is uh, halfway through the show. So anyone else have a second drink or any other shout outs that's going that we might have missed? Um, let's see. Big, big soon. Have you tried turning it on and off again? Yes, we've tried that. Thank you very much. Such riveting advice. Uh, it's gonna no 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 no. 
Yeah, everyone's just <laughs> it's the last day of cocktail month and why? Why? I know, Rev. It's almost like uh his server just like started getting drunk by itself. All right. Read the super chats. Uh, I didn't see any super chats. Uh, Andrew had a super chat, X99 and 29, uh, 2699V3 oh, tomorrow. Okay, that's really far up there. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I was scrolling slowly, so pardon me. Sorry, I couldn't find my lime. So I have my lime now. So we're going to start with juice and a half a lime. And I'm going to cut off a lime wheel here as well. Now, partially this joke, or this, uh, this joke, uh, this cocktail, <laughs> this cocktail is kind of beer inspired. I went with uh, a little bit of inspiration on this one, but it's also partially a retaliation for someone who I believe it was in last week's stream or might've been the week before that said lime belongs nowhere near a whiskey. Uh, to that, I say you're missing out on a wide swath of cocktails, my friend. Yeah. What are you talking about? Right. Uh, so... Lime is a fantastic flavor in whiskey. Right. It's it's delicious. Um, so we've got my, my fancy mule mug here. We're going to get a good squeeze of about half of a lime into there. Are you doing a... We're doing a Kentucky mule. Okay. Uh, my second ingredient is going to be about three quarters of an ounce of simple syrup. What is your beer? IPA. You're not wrong. Um, oh, shoot. I forgot the bottle. Okay. One sec. Hang <laughs> one on, sec. though. I, I got to think of, are you going to go West Coast hoppy or are you going to go New England hazy citrus? I think you're going to go West Coast hoppy. So I am using just a ginger beer. Uh, it's, okay. it's the whiskey that's different. It is a double mountain hopped whiskey. Oh, okay. Uh, infused with that. Cascade and Apollo hops and finished in Oregon oak. So technically, the hop profile of the IPA-esque, right. I was correct in all of that. So yeah, I, I get that. Like okay, I said, so kind of. Uh, kind of, yeah. And by the way, there's no whiskey in this. This is just hops. Oh, I, I have the same bottle. It is aggressive. That is Holy crap, IPA. there are hops in this. That That is definitely a IP. W? It's an IPW, I would get. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, th there's more hops than whiskey in this. <laughs> there's no oak. There's no there's no messing about. So I'm gonna do a good two and a half ounce of whiskey in this. And then we're gonna top it off with uh some uh some bull, I guess we'll we'll avoid saying the first one because YouTube doesn't see, like that. See, you should have told me you were making this because we could have made this the same, yeah. the same because I have that whiskey. We could have. There we go. So yeah, I figured I would uh, end Mixology March with my most beer-like cocktail in a hot whiskey Kentucky Mule. So there we go. I don't have any mint, otherwise I'd, I'd throw some mint in there as well. This, this, the Kentucky more than the Moscow Mule really needs mint on the nose. But uh, you know but you what? Have hops, but, but you I have, have so hops. much hops. Right. I there's a lot of hops. I can still smell the hops, and it, See, it's on what? my table. 
You know it would be great if you then threw fresh hops on top of that. Yeah. Totally would be. And so maybe during hop season, you throw just like, go go in some back road and grab a couple spritz of hops. Do I have any of my straws up here? I need a straw for this. Ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That's the proper look. All right. Uh, with uh, at being nine thirty, oh, we're on our third article. <laughs> John, you need to make one of these. I will. I will. I will. So it's a essentially it's a whisk. It's a whisk or a, not a whiskey mule or whiskey mule, whatever they're called. It's a Kentucky mule. Kentucky mule. Thank you. Right. And uh, no mint with uh, you used ha chicken and bull. Uh, cock and bull. Yeah. 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 Chicken and bull. Chicken um, and bull. You could also use fever tree. Uh, I really like fever tree. I like fever tree. It's more, that's a ginger, more gingery bite. More ginger, I like right. that one. Yeah. I, I really like that yeah, one. Yeah. And, and even with only three quarter ounce of simple, this is really, really sweet. Uh, so. And uh, then that's the, the ginger beer. I think that it's a too sweet of a ginger beer. Mm -hmm. I think so. I will try that because. I was this is good. finding it difficult to find something to do with that whiskey. Right, so was I. And I went, you know what? It might work well with some ginger. And and I went, let's make a Kentucky mule out of it. And you know that, no, I'll be darned, this is freaking good. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not a bad thing. I might I might try that. Especially like summertime. I wouldn't mind making like a big pitcher of it. And yeah. then you just get some uh, ice up shaved glass and you just fill it up, you know, type of a thing. Yeah, that'd be kind of fun. All right. Anyways, I will try that. Heck, I might even have to do just a review on the whiskey itself. I think you really need to do a review on the whiskey. Yeah. All right. Third story for the night. And nothing else will go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Uh, so NVIDIA pulled a rabbit out of their hat. Well, it's not where they pulled it out of, but... <laughs> yeah it's it's an announcement i wasn't expecting when i woke up this morning uh that you can now pass through geforce gpus inside of a virtual machine it's official it's unlocked like it always freaking should have been no more code 43s um and i can confirm uh there we go uh my gtx 690s are raring to go inside of my epic box for a cloud gaming server revisit like that's the next video is i'm gonna make this thing freaking work with six gamers nice. um now i did find a couple caveats already uh number one uh i'm getting a weird firmware issue on one of my one of my vms i'm getting a code 35 which says this gpu is not compatible with with your current firmware and i went what what <laughs> right um uh so I'm still investigating. I'm still working some kinks out. They said it's in beta, but why it doesn't work, I don't know. Uh, but the point is I've, I've been able to successfully already pass through a GTX 1650 and one of my GTX 690 GPUs into a virtual machine and use it. No tricks, no hacks. And this is just in Proxmox with no... 
variables on the CPU, no weird hide the OS or hide the virtual machine kind of things. This is just standard UEFI VM, set it up, pass through the GPU, install the driver. Well, they probably saw your video and the struggle you did last year, and they're like, oh, I'm sure. We yeah. have to fix this for, for craft computing. By the way, NVIDIA, I want that 100 hours of my life back. <laughs> Plus all the eBay searching. You owe me you... way more than a new driver. <laughs> um, driver You're or like, hardware requirement. I need an exclusive yeah. on this. I need to be the first one. Right. No, I'm trying to be the first one. And so I'm I'm trying to get this video pushed out by Friday. So I worked all day today on it. Like, like I woke up this morning, read the news and came downstairs and just put this thing back together and went, I'm going to make this work <laughs> and we're going to shoot no, that, something. We're going to push it out by Friday. I think, I think this will be fun because this is something you've been talking about for a long time, especially not as your own personal. Like, Seven times at least. <laughs> yeah. But as far as even just for something for the community in craft computing right. to kind of like give back to the community as well. And that, that is part of your Patreon of kind of like, Hey, let's all do a, a, a big gaming thing. So all of us can go do this. This makes it, if it works great, which it sounds like it is so much easier, so yeah. much less work yeah. and is very inspiring for other communities to do something like this. Mm -hmm. um, this is, could bring up kind of a virtual back to um the you know the old gaming um uh, uh, uh you know get getting together and gaming i forget what I was, land, parties. land parties yeah land, but oh, it's, totally. it's a digital land party my essentially uh so i had already shifted gears with the cloud gaming rig um i was already into the weeds with um another aspect of this and i will circle back to that um in fact, I have a really cool motherboard sitting behind me right now that is going to become the new motherboard that's going to drive this system. But so yeah, uh, I'm I'm downgrading from my Epic 32 core to go to another platform, <laughs> where I will have 36 cores and 72 threads, and yeah. Uh, <laughs> The money I've sank into this platform is just insane. Uh, I need that. I'm going to make this work and I don't care what it costs. Right. Well, thankfully, uh, the, the most recent iteration of it does come via donation, uh, at least oh, okay. part of it. Uh, but still the hardware that I'm going back to is still less expensive than the hardware I bought for this project in the first place. Uh, anyway. So my ultimate goal was actually to not even do like an, uh, a six, six player modern game. Uh, like let's all play Call of Duty. Like that's not the goal. Uh, my new goal was to actually do a 16 player land of like Battlefront 2. Yeah, like some, some older game that a lot right. of people that we, you know, probably on the Discord, this was our game. Right. Back in the day. Right. And and so Battlefront 2 came out in 2004. Uh, yeah. And so it was the LAN party game of choice uh, for quite a while, even, even surplanting Halo with a lot of PC circles. Like Halo was good. Battlefront 2 was great. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but I went, well, it doesn't take anything to run Battlefront 2. I could run that on like four SRI, SRIOV cores. So if I could run 16 virtual machines in a system with, one core and two threads. That's all Battlefront 2 needs. Yep. I could run 16 virtual machines on a single box and have a a, a legit LAN party in a box. And so oh, that's yeah, kind can, of you, the... 
eight on eight. That's fine. Right. Um, so now this, this is contingent on, I'm giving a little bit away, but, uh, this is contingent on, I have a fourth S7150 X2, uh, which I actually bought before the three that you've seen on camera because I bought it as a bare PCB. Uh, we don't know if it works, but you can, you can try. You can buy it and see if it works. It was $60. Oh yeah, you got to gamble on that. Right. Uh so it was on eBay for for the longest time for like 150 bucks. And uh and then they went to an auction on it. And the auction came back and uh and I went, "I'll bid on that." So I bid like 90 or 100 or 120, but I'm like, "I'm not going to go much into three figures if if I don't know that it works because it's literally just a bare heat a bare PCB and the backplate. That's all you get." Um and uh, I went, I'm not going to gamble more than 100 or 120 bucks after shipping if if I don't know that it works. And uh, so I bid 120. I think it sold for 135. And I went, okay, cool. You know, I don't, I'll, I'll find another way to experiment with, with SRIOV later. Uh, well, about a month later, it came back for sale. Uh, so I don't know if the guy like never paid or what, but it was the same auction came back up. And since it was in my watch list, it goes, hey, this item's been relisted. And I went, I'll be damned. And uh, he had to buy it now. I have a hundred bucks on it. And so I offered him 60 and he took it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I, I love going on eBay and just like, hey, would you take this? A lot of times they do that. Right. Uh, so so I paid 60 or $65 for this card. Um, and because we know this system is loud as all hell when it's powered on because I have to have three blowers in front of the 7150 X2s for them to actually run, nor can the 7150 X2s, four of them fit into this chassis. I need a board that will support four X16 slots. Um, and and I need a bigger case that will actually fit the, the seventh PCIe slot so I can get, you know, the four full-length cards in there. Um, I'm looking at water cooling all of them. So okay, what? Not only do- not only will it be a land party in a box, it'll be deadly silent. Oh, so you're going to do that? So that's going to be a custom. Mm-hmm. Who's? How are you going to build that? Who are you going to build that, Luke? Mm-hmm. That's a video. Yeah, that'll be an interesting. That's a couple I, of videos, or better I, I darn like, well be. I was like, God, I, I, I pray for the leakage. Yeah. Please, please no. Yeah. Anyway, I can confirm that the new NVIDIA driver does work inside of a virtual machine with a GPU pass-through. There are a couple of caveats, though. Number one, it didn't work immediately for me. Number two, you do have to have a monitor plugged into the GPU to not get a code 43. So there are still restrictions on you can pass through a GPU but you can't just like use it for compute inside of a virtual machine. You have to have a physical monitor plugged in or a HDMI dummy plug, which I have in spades because, well, I've been trying to get this gaming rig working for a long time. Uh, Jeff seeing seeing his own blocks. Um, I considered it. <laughs> uh, so little known fact about me. I used to be a CNC machinist in a past life. I have experience. Uh, Oh, I remember that story. Yeah. Uh, and in fact, it came up earlier this week on in chat uh, because I posted a, a, like, you want to get lost in a YouTube rabbit hole, go check out this guy who made his own violin from a 3D CNC model or from a 3D model on a 2D CNC machine. And the entire video is just like, 
Like I, I watched every every single second of that 29 minutes and, and I'm going back for more, but he's only got like 15 or 20 videos posted, but it's like every single one of them is gold. If, you, if you're like into machining and, and, I, and I really am into machining, I said after I posted that, if I went a different career path with my life, if I didn't go into IT, I would be a machinist because yeah. I, I did that for like 18 months of my life and I loved every minute of it even though it was some of the most stressful and well yeah i mean one thing's off you're like and it, it's almost like three no i was talking to people oh, like the, if you yeah, think, well, if you think the people in in it are are well that that's cost because right. i mean yeah try yeah, try, but... try being a grunt on what what they consider to be a grunt on a machinist line yeah and, and whatnot yeah like yeah i would still do that no, I mean, but I yeah, don't know that I do own... it today with the channel, but I guarantee you at some point I'm going to buy a CNC machine. I'm going oh, to yeah, start doing experiments like... on it. And yeah. that will likely be what I do when I retire because no, I, I like mean, machining that much. Oh, yeah, because there's some if you have that knowledge. And if I could be that... Adam Savage, if I could just be Adam Savage 30 years from now or 20 years from now, I will be Adam oh. Savage. Oh, yeah. I'm just like, hey, I got this machine and I'm going to go create this because I can and I have the knowledge mm -hmm. to do it. Uh, why not? And, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. I I mean, yeah, I I, I think all of us have sit there. Why, why do you think I bought the piece of property? I was like, oh, I have this vision of right. the projects I want to do in the future of when I grow older. Uh, this is what I want to have as my hobby. Yep. You know, everyone has that. It's great. I think it's something to strive for. And even CNC is like, I'm intrigued in that. Same with the, like, actually, I, I was looking into like forging, but very similar. Oh, I, I've looked at forging as well. I've looked at mold yeah. making, casting. I've looked yeah. at vacuum forming. I've like all aspects of being like a maker. I am yeah. on board for. Oh no, I I am I am totally right there with you. Of like that idea of just like, okay, I got this vision. <laughs> I, I want to make this in a machine, and I have this machine that can essentially carve it out for me yeah and then i just weld this and, and glue this and and you know heat this up and hammer mm -hmm. it together and oh, that's awesome I yeah think. no i was uh i was kind of the second in charge or I, I was the primary machinist for for our our factory uh my primary machine was a nine axis uh six foot by 12 foot machine like mm. it was glorious uh, uh, we also had two other CNCs. We had a, uh, a two foot by three foot, uh, six axis machine. I think we had two of those. Um, but, uh, man, I could make that thing sing. I could make it dance. I could do all kinds of different things. I worked hand in hand with the engineer, uh, who was the CAD designer and I would modify G code on the fly. I would, I would do all kinds of different things to, to make that thing bend to my will. And, and I was good at it too. Yeah, um, like, like we're talking like two ten thou uh, of an inch accuracy is what I could get off of that thing in wood. Two ten thousandths of an inch was my. Uh, they gave me five thousandths of an inch tolerance. I wasn't happy unless I was within two ten thousandths, and I nailed it every time. <laughs> and I was good. I was really good at what I did. Um. Anyway, uh, I have been putting this off for a little while. I didn't forget Rev, but thank you so much for uh, for reminding the me. Super chat, yeah. Um, so I have a package that was sent to to me from one of our patrons down in uh, Australia. Uh, now, 
the customs form on it says PC cable. I have no idea what could possibly be in this. Um, but I, I was guaranteed it was safe for work, so I can open it on the show. And it says, open on Talking Heads episode 177. Oh, it, so it's not from it's not from Big Vega. Okay, it's not from okay. Spoon, right? I, I have a guarantee that this is safe for work. So, wow, actually on one seventy seven. Right? No, he he did the math. He was actually afraid his math was off for a little while. He, apparently, he wanted me to see it. What in the hell is this? Is it custom? It is a custom cable with custom. Uh, let me uh, see if I can get this without the glare. Here we go. Uh, so this is a RS-232 to HDMI and VGA. By the way, Serial doesn't carry video. And, and, and it has your logo on it. And it has my look. Like, I'm on the cover of it. Oh, and Rambo is on the back. Hey, look, it's Rambo. Um, <laughs> what in the hell is this? Don't open it. You don't want to take it out of its case. It's vintage. Uh, the price tag on it is $420.69 and, uh, $420 because, of course, it is. Okay. Uh, so, by the way, there's a DB9, there's an HDMI, oh, whoa. And, and then there's this other cable that's coming out from the same side that looks like an LVDS breakout, if I'm guessing correctly. Um, like, that's a display end for a laptop that normally carried VGA. Uh, so, abandoning your legacy hardware to retain productivity is the, is a thing of the past. Thanks to our patent-pending inline video processing accessories, you can ensure your legacy machinery and imaging devices are removed from the workplace with this guaranteed-to-overvolt device cable. How do they work? Using state-of-the-art sabotage, all the pertinent wires are soldered to the voltage lines <laughs> and redirected to the most susceptible pins to deliver crippling amperage while maintaining a sleek professional look to the cables. What are the risks to my business? By using our unique and dangerous cables, you are literally committing arson, uh, which we have warned, which we have warned you about herein. Dispose of this packaging as confidentiality as confidentially as possible. Can this cable be actually convert data uh, RS two thirty two C port and display video signal through the HDMI? The cable is rated for an unknown weight and is not guaranteed to be used with any fetishes or. <laughs> Uh, or others with ex with access to this cable may uh, with access to this cable may harbor. Uh, the state of California advises that this product uh, may have uh, may have been speculated to cause DMCA takedown notices. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, cancer or an overabundance of sarcasm and should not be used on pregnant people or child with beer babies. <laughs> Or child or or children or beer babies. <laughs> beer babies or is that supposed to be beer bellies? I'm assuming it's beer baby. Yeah, it's beer babies. I'm assuming that's beer belly because you're. Yeah. Okay. I get that. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, you know. If hey, we John, you drinking a... for two these days? <laughs> yeah. You know, if we make this a big enough stink, I bet we can get like wish.com to like 
spoof it or, or, or like try to like oh yeah we got our own version or um what's that other uh ether killer is what you're thinking of yeah <laughs> yeah um, um rom thank you <laughs> uh i need to get pegboard just so i can get a retail hook just so i can hang that on like that's what i need right now <laughs> that's 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 pretty good i like that that was funny that is great uh yeah uh that needs to be the first product listed in uh, craftcomputing.store i know you almost need like uh it'd be great if you had a whole humorous line too yeah uh, uh what was that um uh geek uh you know how they did their april fool's full stuff oh god yeah yeah, like you need a whole section of stuff like that. What was your favorite ThinkGeek April Fool's product? Because ThinkGeek isn't uh, around anymore, and that's really no, sad to me. It's not. Um, well, the April Fool. I what was your favorite I, April Fool's product from them? From them, well, I don't know if actually if it was from them, but there was a Lacutus mask. I found. I thought it was from them. Uh huh. And because it was looked too real and looked Photoshop, so that was funny. I did like the Wookie blanket. I thought that was pretty. Funny. Oh, the Wookie throw rug, the, the, the bear, Wookie, the bear blanket. Yeah, yeah. The, like the bear. I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, so one of my favorites was the Tauntaun sleeping bag. Yes. Uh, that they actually made into a product. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that one started as an April Fool's joke, and so many people said, "I want to buy this." They said, "Okay, we'll make it. We'll make it." Yeah. Right, and they did. So there was a Tauntaun sleeping bag. Well, yeah, I think I think it was like after that they started doing like um, their April Fool's jokes. Like they did like three or four of them, which everyone got the best response. Yeah. They actually made into a real product. Yeah. Uh, now some of them early on they couldn't be made into actual products because they were just fanciful uh yeah one of my favorites was the wireless extension cords oh uh didn't they do the wi-fi water hose they yeah they did the wi-fi water but but the wireless extension cords and so they had basically like a power plug to an outlet and then it had like this giant rf antenna on top of it and they had another <laughs> receiver with an rf antenna and then that had an outlet uh NEMA C15 plug on it. Oh, and yeah. so it's like, oh yeah, 120 volts over the air. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> there, was, it. there was the Betamax to HD DVD converter, dual deck. <laughs> the loser funny. of both format wars. Now you can yeah. own both. <laughs> uh, I do miss Geek. I miss Think Geek something fierce. Yeah. Think Geek, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, geek.com was another website. And I, I, I was actually a huge fan of geek.com as well. They've recently spun back up, but they're basically like wish.com now. But. Yeah. Uh, think geek. Yeah. Because they, I remember, I remember when they went out cause it was right around the, I think like the, the first year this channel was going something like that first or second year. I think it was the second year. I think it was 2018 or, or might've even been early 19 that they, they went chapter yeah. 11 because, uh, uh yeah it was around for a little while after i started the channel because i think we did a the first i think, I think uh april of 2018 we did a roundup of the best april fools of gags. the best and yeah and um but they had that picard bust of the head oh yeah the, yeah they had the and, and when yeah the uh, um but when they were going out they had that for sale and i was like 
I need to buy this. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, and I didn't, and it sold out so fast. Right. I, I mean, I really need that now. I know. Like, right? I got the shelf space and everything for it. It's just like, ah, uh, I regret not buying it. Yep. I, I regret a couple of things on there. I was like, man, because they had a, a, a number of like Star Trek themed stuff too. Oh, that yeah. Was, pretty hilarious they, like, they had the the door chimes the elkar's door chimes that you could put oh, in yeah yep Ba-da-da. yeah that was great i like that and yep. i i miss i miss that stuff yep if, if anyone knows a similar store i'd love to know in the chats or join the discord um check us out uh chat with us we got a lot of questions i did notice that there are some pretty big questions that were going on in chat um some of those are kind of hard to talk about in in discord someone was asking for channel advice honestly that's not a question for this right now it's a really big loaded question you want to join the discord i highly recommend it we can probably address it there and the community too would even be addressing it it's such a fantastic community i highly highly recommend it's probably one of the most active communities you will ever be in and even if you're not a super like tech guy there are so many other channels of trading cars memes entertainment pop culture music it's there for everyone and it literally does help jeff continue to do what he's doing and help just keep the lights on with his new brand new light system that he got this is the debut of my new studio lights by the way yeah what what do you all think (laughs) Um, I finally got them all up and running the way I wanted. I I just spent way more than I've ever spent on any kind of lighting before because I was tired of not being able to accurately control the light. And so now I've got a great key light. I've got a little bit of shadow on my face. I have a kicker light behind me that actually adds the yellow right here. That yellow is not for my Edison bulb. Oh no, that's from... Uh, <laughs> uh, so there's an Edison just off camera here. There it is. That yellow is not from that Edison. That's a kicker light that's overhead. Um, and uh, so I've got two new primary lights. I've got a key light. I've got a, a wash light. I've got two more lights that are over my head that are just going to take care of the backsplash. But you notice the backsplash has like a purple color to it, but my hair isn't purple anymore. Like I can actually control the lighting in this room and it's freaking crazy. Uh, but a dollar a month, you get to pick my brain. I mean, yep. what more What more incentive do you need than that? Other than the freaking fantastic community of almost 700 people that are over there engaging discussions about literally all walks of life. We have a dedicated yep. beer room. We have a dedicated car room. We have a dedicated engineering section. So get help with your builds, get advice, get whatever else. We have a room just for memes. We yep. have, uh, and we have, I think the only discord room on a tech channel that is talking about covid that has not been banned by the community yet yeah no it's 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 a nice we have a place to discuss the vaccinations the the state policies yeah no matter what your opinion is it's look everyone has the right to their opinion don't offend anyone make sure it's it's good and fine Mm -hmm. that's it and everyone respects everyone and the it's mods great. there are fantastic. Mods, uh, if there is something that goes in line, again, shout out to the mods again. Fantastic work. And they do this for nothing. And they are, <laughs> oh gosh, fantastic people. Yeah. Um, they, because of the community that was built there, that's how they are just willing to give up their time. Yeah. So thank you guys again. Uh, Discord is 100% alien to me. It's 
basically just a big chat room. Uh, and, and there's different channels for different chats and it's actually pretty easy to learn. So if you'd like to, to chat with me, John, Rhett, Steve, and the 700 other people that are currently in my discord, uh, minimum donation of $1 per month. I sincerely appreciate it. It really does help me keep the lights on and keep the, the content quality up around here. Uh, also pays for the walls around me. So I, yeah. I sincerely appreciate it. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a great place to, to go hang out. Uh, I hang out there not because people pay me to, but because it's legit fun to hang out there. Oh yeah. No, I, that I am part of a couple other discords, a, another particular tech channel. uh, And this particular one, even just because I'm a mod doesn't mean anything, but it is one of those I'm active on it because it's fun. It's entertaining. It's one of those things I almost similar to my social media pages, I want to check and keep it going and active because it's fun. I almost treat it yeah. like that because it's so engaging and the people there are friendly. It's nice. They're very communal and it's it's great. If you have a question, I, it's similar to almost like running a bar. Like a new person comes in and 50 Where people automatically say hi your name yeah i mean that that's the thing imagine that hey. you walk into a new place and everyone says hey welcome 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 mm-hmm. none of these are the mods and then you get the mods so right. you have 50 other people saying hey thanks for coming in and then you get the four mods saying hey thanks for coming in i, I don't know any other places that do that you know usually you get a bot saying hey thanks for coming in you get five right. minutes to chat right yeah you know? Nope. No, there, there's literally always someone awake. There's always someone to greet you. It's great. Norm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, Morn. Speaking of virtual uh, places to uh, meet up and view things. Yes. <laughs> Computex. Yes. Um, you can go ahead and take off. That was a great intro. <laughs> yeah. Great transition, but somber. Uh, yeah. I mean... When this whole thing started last March, we were kind of hoping like three months and done. Summertime, right. done. Yeah, here, we, yeah, uh, I'm reminded a lot of uh, the movie Wall-E. Uh, here we are on month month thirteen of our two week shelter in place. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our trip. Yeah, right. Uh, and today is the septillion. Putting on a cup. Okay, cool. Uh, what are you excited for? I just went to Chili's for the first time in a year. Like, that's what we have to celebrate right now. And yeah. by the way, I went to a restaurant for the first time in 13 months earlier this week because my wife and I got a babysitter and we called the restaurant and they say, yeah, we have social distancing. There's booths and we only serve the booths. And so you're separated from everyone else and everyone wears masks. I'm gonna, cool, I need a good burger. Oh and, yeah, no, uh, yeah. And so I went, and I, did... I had a draft beer. <laughs> like, what? Oh, and I and know. I had a burger, and I had, and I went, I'm going all out. I'm getting appetizers, and so I I ate like three thousand calories at that oh, place. Oh no, I oh, know. So I think like uh, a week or two before you, my wife and I did the same thing. Yeah. And my wife was like, "Drink, please. Just mm-hmm. Keep it coming. Give me the bottle." I think she ordered the bottle. I was like, honestly, I don't care. Right. This is this is fine. Yeah. It's like, uh, you know, yeah. Every table is 
is like 12 feet apart to yeah. you know so even further than that but yeah. like you know what i am just i i haven't gone out with my wife in a year mm-hmm. no and it was the same yeah yeah you know and it is it was something that we tried to at least go out once a month if not more right and that and, and that's so, that's what me and my wife did is we used to take one date night every month yeah. and we would go see a movie or we'd go out to dinner or we'd do something without the kids just us to yeah. you know make sure yeah, we're like, both okay here, here here's four four to six hours of just look this is back to dating how are you let's not right. talk about business work right nothing what are let's... your hopes and dreams and how have yeah. i crushed them <laughs> <laughs> how much do i owe you babe i'm sorry for marrying me i'm, I'm just tell me again how pathetic i am my response always was you knew what this was <laughs> yeah. you knew what you were getting into <laughs> so so yeah uh uh, very very similar thing of yeah went there um and was just like go ahead order appetizer go ahead order that i don't care go ahead do that i don't care yeah we spent like 80 dollars for a table of two (laughs) yeah i I think we were at like 72 (laughs) dollars. yeah but uh but we also drove separate cars there because she was coming from from the north side and i was coming from south and uh uh so I got one beer and that was it. And they said, do you want to upgrade to the 23 ounce for just 50 cents? And I went, no, yes, but no. <laughs> well, like I got a, a Fort George Kavatica. And so it was like oh, nine yeah. and a half percent. I'm like, like nine, yeah. no. Uh, do you want to? Babe, yes. Hey, why did you have, why couldn't you pick me up? <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. The original plan was for her to come and pick me up and drive me there. And I went, sweet. I'm drinking. Yeah. Nope. Um, yeah. but yeah, so, but yeah, so we finally com- got out of the house anyway. Anyway, uh, we had so, a story so, yeah. to talk about. I knew this we, was leading we had somewhere, a story, uh, but essentially, so another computer convention, a very big one, Computex mm-hmm. is going to be completely, uh, virtual again for 2021. Yes. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, 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 it does kind of stink, um, for these type of things, but. I was supposed uh, to go this year. Yeah. Uh, you know, it is what it is, and uh, we'll deal with it. One of you was going to get to come to Taipei with me. Like, that was the plan, was to bring one of you. Well, and well, well it would have probably been the employed one. <laughs> you're not wrong, John. You're not wrong. So it's like, I'm not missing anything. Right. <laughs> I, get, I get the, like, fun, close local events. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Although I, I can take did, you back to PAX West is what I yeah, can. Yeah, there we go. But if you did bring me and you're like, John, do this, like, I don't care. It's, I got free. Sure, here you go. Right. <laughs> so you would have gotten technically the exact same labor. Right, exactly. And you just wouldn't have had to pay me. You just had to pay, you know, my plane ticket and hotel. Yep. Yeah. So uh, technically, I'm cheaper. Act- well, no. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to pay me per hour. Uh, well, the other one's on a contract basis, and so I don't have to pay him per hour either. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're screwed there. So, yeah. Uh, I, I, I pay... So, we have an arrangement. I pay him for his time for craft computing. But there are other things outside of craft computing that we're working on. And I said, you're going to get, like, profit sharing on that? But that's all I can give you, because that's all I can afford for it. So, <laughs> uh, so there, there there's some... There's some things in the works. There's a second channel in the works. There's a, a different style that's going to be coming to a couple of different things. So I said, if you're editing for craft, 
you mark every single second you work for me and I will pay you and then some. But if you're doing something for this other thing, I'm sorry, you're going to have to wait like a year before we can monetize it. <laughs> yeah. And so honestly, the thing is, though, you, just, you let me edit it. I just threw a couple of uh, channel commercials in there and self-promotion. I've been fine. You know what? Quite Did honestly, on the second <laughs> channel, if if I don't have a, a sponsor spot for the second channel, you are welcome to it. All right. First first nine months. All me. <laughs> I, I, I give it three weeks. <laughs> oh, john john oh. in the in the last five months i have had one video that was not ad backed <laughs> one and it was like two weeks ago and i went i can't put anyone's name on this one it was the it was the video card review and i went no one's gonna watch this i don't want to waste an ad spot on Five thousand views. Me, I would have done it. <laughs> yeah, you know what? From now on, if I don't have an ad spot, if you have something you, you want to throw in, I will throw you in. There we go. I'm just gonna create a generic ad, like me in the shower, and then we can do opening that. a shower beer. Opening up a shower beer. Yeah. Hey guys, John you should here. join Jeff uh, Craft Computing's Discord. Also, check out Hops and Brews. You, you you need to make it like an Herbal Essence commercial. Yes. No, we need to make it more like. <sighs> uh, 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 old spikes, and we'll do like a whole day shoot. I'm on a horse. I'm on a horse. <laughs> we'll rent a horse, and we'll do that. Uh, I then... don't have the budget for the single take picture frame aquarium up down rotate. Like I we'll, don't have we'll, that. No, we'll, we'll, I don't have we'll, Terry Crews money yet. We'll totally like low budget it, <laughs> like like horribly done it. I think it'd be great. Yes, this will work. What we need to do is we need to rent out one of the, uh, uh, so the fares aren't operating right now. So we could probably get one of the rides fairly cheap. We need to get yes. like one of the zero G, uh, uh, orbital like machines. Spirit, yeah. Uh, and, and film you in that. Oh yes. Trying to drink a beer. Right. Upside down. <laughs> I bet we could rent one for 200 bucks flat. Probably for, for a good couple hours. For like six hours. I bet we could yeah. do it. I bet we could. That's a whole shooting day, and I, I would I would take to, I would take vacation time to to shoot that totally. video. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I wouldn't tell my. Can wife. can you drink a beer in zero G? Like oh, I, that's, that's a, a title. Video. That's a title. That is a title. So, <laughs> um, we had a quick few beer news. Yeah, I we got like you four want... rapid fire ones. Yeah, so... we got four. So uh, last year. During this time, uh, there was an announcement that we did talk about of some guy uh, trying to get his beer labeled as emotional support so yes. he could drink his beer on the trolley um, or on the train. I forget what the city bus. I think it was in San Francisco. Or yeah, it was San like Francisco. And it was, yeah, he was trying to either get it registered as a service animal or he was trying to elope with it. Like we talked about multiple facets of this but uh he was trying everything that he could to be able to drink in public yeah essentially, essentially well yeah and so uh, a year down the line um new york brewery called woodstock brewing kind of made that a reality kind of um but actually it, it is all based off of this guy's story and they it is their their ipa called the uh, emotional support ipa Unfortunately, you cannot take this onto public transport. It is not classified as an emotional support, but it is based on that story. And 
every purchase of this beer, a donation does go to a charity that helps with uh, a charity that helps support dogs for emotional support yes. uh, for, for people. So it's a very good charity. So mm -hmm. if you are in the New York area, Woodstock Brewing, emotional support beer. Uh, I think this is actually pretty cool, uh, something to support. There is oh, a lot of cool is. things to do. Yeah. So if you're in that area, uh, buy one. Honestly, if, if you can get it, heck, I'd even probably pay for a four pack, you know, ship me some i'd pay the extra price yeah so i'd like to see that i, I thought that was cool uh number two now we kind of hit base back uh or, or hit this earlier when we were talking about the think geek uh it is tomorrow april 1st and usually a lot of articles usually do come out and some of our favorites are the tech and nerd stuff well another one is the beer stuff i'm just reminded some... of the actual pizza beer that we had Yes. <laughs> so Budweiser let theirs go a day early. And it is their Bud Light Seltzer pizza-themed pizza beer. And honestly... Pepperoni, uh, extra cheese, anchovy, and veggie. I thought that was pretty clever. Um, I even had my, my nephew text me this thinking it was real. Yeah. And so I was like, you know, this is fake. But I, I went and retweeted this. And I was like... I, I kind of want this. This is stupid, <laughs> but I, I want this for my show. I want this for my channel. <laughs> right. Um, John, you need to track back down that pepperoni pizza beer, and you need to review that one. I know. That would that would be great. I think that was draft only. I think it uh, was. Be, I think it was. We but, had it at a but John, festival. did I stutter? <laughs> yeah. I don't recall I mean, myself mincing I mean, my words I, there. I, I, I drank it. It's fine. I'll, I I'll review it. So I, I have no problem with that. So that is uh, this week's beer news. Uh, we do have a couple of quick tech and entertainment news. Yes. Um, Jeff, you want to do this? Yes. Uh, first off, uh, Microsoft is, for all the bad press that Microsoft gets, they have been doing so well by the gamer community for the last couple of years. I can't even under I can't overstate it enough. Um, they're their inclusion of cross-platform support, their their insistence on pushing that as a subject and forcing PlayStation and Sony to, to honor that. Uh, I mean, getting Sony to play ball with you, that, t that takes something. That takes some chutzpah. And, and Microsoft's been throwing it down. Not only that, Microsoft has been absolutely fantastic in... We're going to support the Xbox, and we're not going to forget about Windows. Oh, and by the way, do you want to sign up for Xbox Game Pass? We'll tell you what, any game that is also available on the PC, you can go ahead and play on the PC too. Oh, do you want to play with your friends on Xbox, and, and you have a Windows PC? Guess what? You can just get onto Xbox Live, and you can play competitively against them. Um, they have done so much in the way of gaming in the last couple of years. As I stated, I cannot say it enough. Um, Microsoft has a bad reputation. Had a bad reputation. Had a bad reputation. Uh, Microsoft was the, uh, you know, ad adopt, extinguish. Like, they were known for shutting people out of the market permanently. I don't think their gaming program, and in general, Microsoft right now, has ever been more open. And, and I, I can't say enough about it. Anyway, along that same lines, they announced earlier today that Backwards compatible games for the Xbox and Xbox 360 are coming 
to Xbox Game Pass and Xbox Cloud Gaming in beta. Uh, they announced a number of titles, uh, obviously a lot of first uh, first party titles like Gears of War, uh, Gears of War 1 or Gears of War 2, Gears of War 3, uh, as well as some newly acquired Bethesda titles. So there's Fallout New Vegas, there's Morrowind, there's Oblivion, and some uh, titles that they picked up from like Rareware. There's Viva Pinata and Banjo-Kazooie. Uh, these are now available to play on your Xbox um, or on your PC. Or online, yeah. It, it sounds like. Uh, and this is going to be uh, uh, on the Xbox Game Pass app on your Android device uh, or on the Xbox Game Pass application on your Xbox or on your PC. So three platforms, one subscription, like name me a company that is doing more for gaming right now than Microsoft. No, yeah, it's it's great. I mean, it's literally like very similar to how when Netflix first came out of like Oh, by the way, Perfect Dark, Perfect Dark 0, Fable 2. Uh I oh. mean, like I didn't even touch on on a couple of them. Gear yeah. uh uh Banjo Tootie uh like there's some good titles in there and they're just available on xbox game pass now but yeah but yeah no it, it's very similar it has that essence of when netflix first started of like why pay for cable and all these other services mm -hmm. or, or pirate when i'm getting this and right. it's very it's, it's a decent price and i'm getting all these games on all of my devices essentially and they're good games, you right. know. I don't need to go and build a retro uh, gaming rig. I don't need to go and build something that's going to hack half this stuff, um, you know, Dolphin or whatever. It's like, no, right. I can just pay a three. I think it was a three, four ninety nine, something like that. Uh, it's for, or there's like a yearly buyout for like it, once it a used, year. It used to be four ninety nine if you only had PC and nine ninety nine if you have Xbox. I don't. I haven't followed the pricing I, since yeah, then. I, 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 but earlier, yeah. like late last year, I also called the Xbox uh, Series S um, one of the best values that we've ever seen in gaming because it was three hundred dollars for the Xbox Series S, but you also got a year of uh, Xbox Game Pass. Yeah, which was three quarters of that cost. Yeah, it was a hundred bucks. So it's a, essentially, I think it's a hundred bucks a year. So for a hundred bucks, it might be cheaper that. Uh, no, it it was it was three hundred dollars, and you got Game Pass and an Xbox. Yeah, and you had an entire library of games to play, and and a good library of games to play, not was, just a, yeah, not just throwaway just, titles like oh yeah, we'll give you like you know Feeding Frenzy and Diner Dash, but you have to pay for Gears of War. No, you got Gears of War and Forza yeah. and Fallout and no, it, the it, list it goes was, on. It was literally like having your old classic stack and being like, I can still play all of these mm -hmm. on a one system. And I think they, didn't they even upscale some of those, mm -hmm. some of the newer ones? Mm -hmm. So yeah, they, you're getting a great value. And you're right. Uh, <laughs> the fact that it's backward compatible on a lot of devices is fantastic. And I really like that. Sony is trying to dip their toe, but they're being very, very reluctant right. about a lot of their stuff. And so they're going, um, but and, we can still make money on this. Yeah. And Why would we I, give that away for free? I think Microsoft is seeing that, hell, the more we open up, the more we're getting people in, right. which makes us money. How does that work? It just does. Okay, let's keep doing it. Keep right. doing it, everyone. Whatever Make we're doing, bigger. keep doing it. Right. Yeah, whatever it is, just, just keep doing it. And, and everyone likes it. So, uh, 
for now, take advantage of this. This is fantastic. If you like those the, the the Xbox gaming systems and the games that Microsoft is putting out, good stuff right there. Yes. Um, and then one last one. Um, yes. Some history made today. Yes. Uh, so it was 22 years ago today, March 31st, 1999, that The Matrix hit theaters for the first time. Uh, I didn't see it on day one. I think I saw it on day three. Uh, but holy crap. I remember that movie. Yeah. That was a movie that changed special effects that forever. That was. That really, really was. Um, I actually started watching a channel on YouTube called Corridor Crew where they oh, wrote God, yeah. you yeah. special. And, and they talked so much about The Matrix. And they did an episode of just like how important the first Matrix was. Right into camera work via uh you know uh vxf uh, effects and VFX, everything yeah yeah and it's it's amazing how cool the original one actually was and how much effort was i mean and the then they idea... undid all that work with two and three. Oh, okay that was horrible so we don't we don't talk about those and yeah. we'll we'll see what happens with four but yeah but um, the idea of that 3D shot and everyone thinking like, how do you do that? And it was literally a camera per frame. Yeah. No, uh, the, the, the bullet time effects were a custom camera rig that they had set up with uh, very, very primitive digital SLRs. But yeah. think of a digital SLR, uh, even back in those days was three and a half megapixels with, with Kodak digital backs on an Nikon camera which is exactly what it was. It was a Nikon F camera with a Kodak digital back on it um, where they would synchronize the the trigger release or the shutter release on all of these cameras in a 360 degree sphere. And so they could freeze time uh, in one exact moment or they could do a slow click, 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 click all the way around the circle as these actors were doing real time moves. And then they could have a computer fill in the rest. Yeah, and it was essentially like stitching before there was stitching. It's <laughs> exactly right. Uh, and so there was a lot of computer math involved, but it was still a practical effect uh, in in its in its essence. The the action that you saw actually happened. Um, and much like Star Wars, they are effects that hold up today. Yeah. Uh, because Star Wars was almost entirely practical effects or very easy digital or uh, analog or digital effects that that hold up to time. So it was uh, Star Wars. The original was a lot of oil paintings uh, and and shot miniatures and things like that. But yeah. every ship that you see is real. Every every camera angle that you see actually filmed that angle. Uh, even if the stormtroopers were hand painted on on canvas or on on transparencies it was still filmed and there's something real about that, that you cannot translate once you go digital. Yeah. Um, and, and your eye can see digital. And even today your eye can see digital, you yeah, know, yeah, when a it, thing was not shot or was, was not a live actor because they don't look the same. They don't move the same. They don't react the same way. Yeah. It's one of those things of a lot of times when you do something and you're like, Oh, we'll just digitally put it in there. Mm -hmm. Well, that digital person who's, who's creating that effect only has sometimes three weeks to create it when it actually needs them six months right. to where if they did a practical effect, it's done. It's done. And they just do a little touch up. 
in, in, in you know, the visual effects in the editing room or, you know, in post. Do, do you know why Deadpool looks so great? It's because Deadpool is actually wearing a leather suit. Do you know why yeah. Green Lantern looked like shit? It's because <laughs> the Green Lantern was completely CGI. Ryan, uh, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds was wearing a green suit the entire time and filming yeah. on a green set with no one else around him. Yeah, it's it's essentially his mouth and his ears. Right. Everything else is digital. Right. His, his, hair. his eyes, his mask, every single thing was digital, and yeah. you can tell. Uh, you can tell in theaters. You can tell now. Uh, and much like the Matrix Reloaded and the Matrix. Uh, Don't talk about that fight yeah. scene. That was horrible. Yeah. The 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 million Smiths <laughs> the fight million scene. Million Smith. Oh my god. That looked shadowing. that looked like dog crap. Yeah. In theaters. Right. Like. Yeah, for some reason, they movie. thought all of a sudden CGI was the be-all, end-all. And it's like, no, you made it here on practical effects. No. Stick with the practical effects, for God's sakes. Yeah, I didn't. know. No, it was, it was but, bad. But. but the Matrix, the original Matrix, deserves its moment in the spotlight because of what it did to cinema. It yeah, reinforced no. practical effects over digital effects. It also changed the game on what was possible with practical effects. Um, and, uh, and it introduced bullet time. It introduced a bunch of different cinematic effects that we now know and love, yeah. uh, as well as a gratuitous amount of slow motion. And, oh yeah. And... I mean, I mean, how much, how much of this stuff now, well, what they did, like you said, is hundreds of compute hours and we can do a lot of it now on our phones, right? Because they envisioned it, they built it practically and it was such a good success. That's the other thing, too. It was a huge success. Mm -hmm. Well done, well executed. There's a lot of movies, yes. older movies that are like, oh, they did this and no one knows about it until someone else stole that tech and made a good movie and used it properly. Um, like what was the so, World War II movie that Star Wars was a shot for shot remake of? Oh, yeah, it was a Japanese, yeah, there <laughs> yeah, was, was a, a Japanese yeah, World right. War II, yeah, yeah. Right, exactly. you don't remember it, but the but the fight scene, the the Battle of Yavin was a shot-for-shot shot remake. <laughs> yeah, but it, yeah, it, it just doesn't work that way. Right. So, um, anyway, uh, it's 20 past the hour. I know we lost about 15 minutes of, of film time, so I think we're about even at this point. <laughs> this has been episode 177 of Talking Heads. Even if it was ha if yeah, even if it yep. happened in three different parts, <laughs> at least we didn't have to cut. At least we didn't have to cut. Right. We we kept on going. And and luckily, I think YouTube is going to put this all into one single stream. So there will be a couple of weird jarring moments in it. Sorry, Funky just... Monk. The podcast is going to suck this week. Yeah. Do your best with it. <laughs> so someone help out with the timestamps. <laughs> yeah. This has been episode 177 here on Talking Heads. Thank you so much for joining us on this Wednesday night. You can see us every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Pacific time right here on YouTube. If you haven't done so already, please like this video and subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already. Subscribe to Hops and Brews if you haven't done so already. If you like the beer, cocktail, etc. content on this channel. Uh, sometimes I'm even a guest star on his as soon as we're both vaccinated and can be in person again. Yep. <laughs> uh, I got my first shot. <laughs> yeah I, I i'm i'm one for two uh second shot is in another week it will actually be next wednesday so who knows how i'll be feeling next wednesday <laughs> right uh so I, I will say the first shot kicked my butt for about two days and it felt for literally all two days like mike tyson punched me in the shoulder <laughs> like it was rough it was a rough couple of days um i i couldn't lift my shoulder above like, 90 I can't even like do, yeah <laughs> right it, it wouldn't do it it was like nope i'm done 
That's all the love. That's all the latitude you're going to get. Uh, anyway, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for watching. And as always, we will see you next week. See you guys. Cheers guys. Out. All right. Oh.